Piggybacking off of last week when we talked about the Jets and our buddy Wilson. Did you get a chance to watch the game, evaluate his performance? Do you think he can repeat it next week against an actual NFL team? <laughs> yeah, um, he played well. He played well. He made some good throws. He made some bad throws. Um, it's been a lot better. So if he's continuing to play this way, the Jets are going to actually they're going to actually win some football games, which is shocking for me to say. I feel like I'm I'm changing my tune very quickly. Um, but I like that he's going out there and actually giving his receivers a chance to make a play, which just wasn't happening in year one, two, and, <laughs> and three. So it's been good. It's been good. Um, the Jets defense is bailing him out a lot, though, which is uh, kind of a staple for them. And, you know, it's funny you're talking about the Eagles or you're saying the Eagles coming up as a real team. They haven't played good football really yet this season, and they're 5-0. and So they're a scary team um, because they just haven't put it together, and they're going to be a force when they do. I mean, they're already a force at 5-0, and but they're going to be something special to watch when they finally put it all together. Uh, did the Jets have a chance? Yeah, the defense will keep them in it. Um, Hopefully Zach makes some good throws and and the run game can get going. And I think they should keep it within a score, but I'm at the point right now that I feel like we can actually win games, which is really sad to say. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary to say. I think, it, I think it's crazy how your entire attitude has changed in a week's time. And in winning that, does, man, that's what winning does. I get it. But in that week, you, the Jets lost to the Chiefs. <laughs> lost. I just want to remind you that. <laughs> and then beat Denver when Denver had the ball. And they got the chance to win the game. Okay, I just want to point out that Denver, are we in agreement, is the bottom five team in the NFL. Okay? Might be the worst team. They really right? Might. Yeah. Right? So you went from last week to Wilson is not an NFL quarterback to now this team has a real chance to win some games. Okay? They're a good football team, and they just they needed a quarterback to go out there and not necessarily make plays. Like that's not we're not asking him to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers, right? We're we're not asking for that. But but you have to be able to throw the football more than ten yards. You have to be able to do that. Yeah. Just seemed like watching the games. I'll just say last year, right? Let's try to not talk about him poorly this year. Last year it was hike. He would hold on to the ball for five seconds and need to take a massive loss of a sack. 15 yards, 20 yards, 10 yards, something crazy. Or he would just check down. But the check downs were literal two-yard patterns. Sometimes it was just back to the line of scrimmage because he was back 20 yards. It was just like, yeah, let me check down to the line of scrimmage. Third and long, third and long, third and long punt. It was the same thing every time. He's actually throwing balls now. So it, like, I'm shocked as I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, he's actually throwing a pass. It's like, it's not something you should be shocked about. It's professional football like you should see this often we've only seen it for the last two weeks so i feel like as a jet fan you're you're, we're getting excited like oh my god this guy's taking a shot down the field just do that listen if you're not throwing it to double and triple coverage and you're getting picked off all the time we're gonna be happy if you're throwing a one-on-one and giving your receiver a chance to get the football even if you throw a pick we're fine like you saw the pick in the uh, denver game Mm -hmm. um what's his face wilson had a, a chance at catching that ball should it have been a back shoulder throw Absolutely. Would Aaron Rodgers or any great quarterback in the league made a uh, back shoulder throw there? 100%. And it would have been caught. It would have been swallowed up by Wilson. It would have been first down. It really wouldn't have been much of a game at that point. 
he didn't make that throw. Okay. Right. He the ball in front of him and it wound up being picked off. Now, as a receiver, you got to bail your quarterback out there. The ball should have been caught. You should have caught the ball. It wasn't a great throw, but you should have caught it. It is what it is. We're happy. As Jet fans, we're happy right now with what's going on. It's, it's again, it's a little sad to say, but we're happy with it. I mean, I'm I'm usually the optimistic one. I don't want to throw cold water on this, but it was Denver, number one. I understand it was in Denver. It's hard to win on the road in the NFL. But let's not forget what Sean Payton did to that particular game. He literally made it, and they said it before the game, he made it personal yeah. at that point. They played for their coach, and good on them. They won that game specifically for their coach. But, and he made those throws, he didn't lose the game for them. But, and I know but and ifs don't count. If Denver goes down, and it's Russell Wilson who does not want to play anymore, goes down and scores, and they lose that game, how's your tune changing today? (laughs) How's it changing? I mean, I would be devastated. I would absolutely be <laughs> devastated. I'd be like, we're going to sell off. Like, it's over. You know, like, start rebuilding now. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said before, man, winning changes everything. So if you can go out there and you can get a, an ugly win, it, it just changes the, uh, the, the way the fan base views things. And it's something that we need to win football games, whether it's cleanly, whether it's ugly, and, you know, going back to the Eagles, like they've won five ugly football games, man. It very doesn't ugly. Really win very ugly. Like any normal person going to look at the, 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 the standings and they're going to say the Eagles are five and oh, they're the best team in football. They could easily be on five. Like make mm-hmm. no mistake about that. They really could. They've been it's been a game every single time they've played. And again, they're they are one of the best teams in football, but that's what good teams do. They, right. they If they don't have it, they still find a way to win. I'm not comparing the Eagles with the Jets. That's insane. But I'm just simply saying we won a, a, an ugly game and I hope we just continue to find ways to win. It doesn't seem like help is coming, you know, outside of what we have with Zach, Zach Wilson. And that's fine. I mean, it, it has to be fine because we don't have anybody else coming. But right. he's finally doing things to, I'll call it progress. But it's just, again, it's as simple as throwing a football. Like, I, I just didn't think we'd have to ask and like beg and plead to have him throw the football, that just seems kind of ridiculous. Like you're the quarterback, you should be able to throw a football. Right. But the, I don't think it's lost on the fact that, again, looking back to last week, the first half of that game was horrible for the team, for Wilson, and for him to come out in the second half at home against the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, with a, with a crowd that was ready to just crush him in that moment for him to do what he did first in that drive coming out. And then the entire second half, that was incredible to me. That showed mental fortitude that showed that he has a quality to make him successful in the league. Listen, they played a bad team in Denver, but at the end of the day, they won the game and now they're motivated. Now, like you said, winning breeds confidence and confidence in sports could be everything. At that point in time, you may not think you can win, but when you have that confidence, now all of a sudden you have the belief that you know you can win. And that's a huge thing. And listen, like you said, I don't think Philly has peaked yet, but the bottom line is I don't think the Jets' defense has peaked either. I don't think they have absolutely hit their stride. Listen, the the 
the injury, um, the injuries that they have on, on the defensive side of the ball could be crushing to them. But I don't think they've peaked. Um, once they do that, the games are going to be even tighter. And it's going to get to the point where, yes, they can rely on this defense to hold them, like we said last week, to under 17 points. And if they can do that, I think that offense is going to be good enough just to get them over that hurdle to win the game 21-17, 20-17. Is it going to be easy? No. But the margin of error in the NFL with the Jets, with what they have, is what it is. And, th- and that's what's going to keep them in every single game. I agree. I do agree with that. I, um, I'm i not ready to say that they're a playoff team yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. We had them at 500 last week, and now we're talking about the playoffs. It's it's Denver. Let's see what they do this week. But I, I, I'm talking about the Jets' defense not peaking. The person that I think is, I don't want to say carry this offense, but take this offense, the Jet offense, to the next level is Brees Hall. The guy is the guy is phenomenal. And and I and I and I was reading and I heard that they're finally taking the snap count out off. The guy should be getting minimal, minimal 20 touches a game. If it's a direct handoff, if it's out of the backfield, whatever it is, whatever it is, when the guy touches the ball, it's lightning in a bottle. He's gaining five, six yards every single time. And that takes a huge, huge load off of your quarterback. And that's what you need. Absolutely. Off the quarterback, off the receivers. Um, we need a healthy offensive line. Unfortunately, they got an injury last game, which is, you know, it's going to bite them in the butt a little bit. But everybody has injuries. You have to be able to overcome them. And that's why you're supposed to spend money on the offensive line. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I, I'm interested to see next week evaluating them against the, uh, against the Eagles, against the, obviously a top five defense in the league. I, whatever you do, I'm taking the under in this game the whole time. Would you agree? I don't even know what the line is. The line, the line could be what's the over under. The, the line could be thirty-seven. One, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, under. <laughs> I um, mean, if it's in the forties, forties, uh, it's probably. I'm taking a shot. I have no idea. I didn't look at any lines, but I'm gonna say forty-four and a half is probably where it's at right now. Okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm still, I'm still taking the under. I just uh, against that defense, both defense going against. I, Eagles, like you said, have not peaked. I'm still taking the under. Yeah, Eagles defense is for real. I'm looking at the line right now. It is. When do they play? They play. Uh, it's 40, 42 and a half is the line. Yeah. It's pretty close. You were very close. I, I still think I'm taking the under. I'm seeing. I'm seeing like a 2017 game. I really am. I can see that. 2017 game, I'm taking the under. And I think, like you said, what, what's the what's the spread? Six and a half. I think the Jets cover. I think they cover too, man. I do. I think they cover too. Getting six and a half at home. That's uh that place has been popping. Well, it, it really has been. I, I agree. I hate that place. It's a hideous state uh stadium. Should have never been in existence. I mean, if the Giants wanted to go there, great. The Jets should have bounced. Nope. Or somewhere, I just Queens built a stadium in Manhattan. The place is hideous. It's 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 hideous. It's not easy to get to. Train wreck to get to. Absolute train wreck to get to. Um, but I agree. When when passion's in there and passion is in there right now with the Jets, uh, it's hard place to play. Now switching, switching sides to the lack of passion is the Giants game. All right, we talked about a. 
last week. I don't think either of the New York football teams are playoff teams, but the Giants especially. I mean, we talked about Wilson and evaluating his play. Talking about Danny Dimes, Danny Jones, I mean, I don't think it came out yet what the extent of his injury is. But I don't think he has, and we can actually evaluate him with the offensive line that he has played behind in his almost his entire career, and especially this year. They are going to set records. I don't want to say in futility, but in sacks allowed. And when you watch the sacks allowed, it's not like the offensive line are even getting hands on the defensive line. I mean, these guys are running free. Free! I, I sent you that thing last week of... Uh... The offensive lineman blocking Darren Waller. Like, oh my God. what the hell was going on? Like, I... <laughs> it's insane. That was, yeah, that was, I mean, but that's what it is. It literally, even when your right tackle is engaged with somebody, or I'm sorry, even when your tight end is engaged with somebody, it, your, your right tackle is then blowing him off the ball, and then two defensive linemen are running free. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's scheme. I don't know if it's skill. I really don't. But when you look at it, it's unacceptable. And as a quarterback, you talk about confidence in Zach Wilson and in the Jets. They are, I don't want to say breeding incompetence, but they are showing their ineptitude and their fear when they line up under center. Danny Dimes is running for his life. His face behind the face mask is fear, confusion, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know where the pressure is coming from. It could be the blind side. It could be the blitz up the middle. It could be front side pressure. He has no idea where it's coming from. And and then he's going to get to the point where he's not seeing guys that are wide open. I He barely has two and a half seconds, barely, to get his, set, his feet set and actually looking downfield. I don't think you can properly evaluate him. I just don't. So this has happened to so many quarterbacks in the NFL over our lifetimes. Right. You don't necessarily need Marvin Harrison's or uh, Devontae Adams to be your wide receivers, right? You don't need uh, Danian Tomlinson's to be your running backs. You need an offensive line. Mm -hmm. No quarterback on this planet that can play without five guys in front of him. It's just the way it is. And it's unfortunate because you get guys that can be really talented and they're just not able to show it. And then, you know, two years later, they're, they're gone or they're on another team, and then maybe you'll even see flashes of it on the other team, or maybe you don't. Maybe they just never get it because their confidence is shot. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It is what it is, and they're going to more likely than not move on from him in another year if he does this again next year. Oh, 100%. 100%. He, does, he has a short leash, but I actually do think if he goes on another team in the right system, in the right scheme, with the right offensive line, because he has he has shown it in flashes where he makes the throws, he makes the reads, and when it's not there, he the guy can run. At the end of the day, the guy can run. And he's he's a smart guy. So I I don't doubt that he's studying and that he knows what's going on. Like I don't doubt any of that. I just don't think he has any time. And right. I do I do think he could be like I don't want to say a better Alex Smith because I actually I was a huge fan of Alex Smith and Alex Smith was a very good quarterback. Um but Danny Dimes could run a hell of a lot faster than Alex Smith. So you can actually put in a lot of RPOs that Alex Smith wouldn't have had. So I think he could be a good game manager. Um, I don't know what his ceiling is. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't be taking him as my number one quarterback or anything like that. I wouldn't be drafting him if I was a Giants. No, 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 no. 
um, which I still don't understand. And it wasn't, I'm not saying it was a bad draft pick. I just felt like they could have got him a, a full round later, if not two rounds later. Mm-hmm. You fell in love with him. That's great. You could have traded down, grabbed more assets. 100%. I know. Um, but the Giants are a mess. The Giants they're a are, mess. Yeah, they're, they're a mess. bad football team. I think I, I actually, I, their their defense is not good. However, they played okay against the Dolphins. They forced a number of turnovers that the offense did no, absolutely nothing with. They had a pick six for crying out loud. I mean, they did a lot of good things in that football game. And I don't want to say they kept them in the game, but they kept it respectable. Um, I thought they were. I thought when you see them putting up, when you see this Dolphins team putting up seventy points against the Denver Broncos. <laughs> but I, I mean, I was, I would not have been surprised if they put upper forties against that giants team. Uh, I mean, they, they put up a good number, a but pro football game. It's, it's a ton. Of, it's a ton. It's a ton. And, and, and the dolphins were striking quick and moving the ball kind of at will, but I agree with you. I mean, the fourth quarter, I feel like was a little bit just dragged out where the dolphins, like, let's be honest, man, they were, I, I, I would have to look at the stats Chunk yards on the ground. Chunk yeah. yards. They could have handed mm-hmm. the ball off all game. They could have won the game twenty-one to three, and it would have just been a low-scoring game. They would have, you know, time of possession would have been forty-seven minutes for the Dolphins, and you know, thirteen minutes for the Giants. Like it just, they just chose to throw some passes to Tyreek Hill for eighty yards and stuff for that game <laughs> to move a little quicker. Right. But that's the Dolphins have. They have a sick team. They have a really fun team to watch. But very fun. Very those, fun. Those are going to absolutely demolish. Uh, the Giants this week when they play them. Like I can't imagine that the Giants are going to go to Buffalo and score more than 10 points in the game. Like I just don't see it happening. I really especially, especially, especially how the Bills did this past week. I, I'm, I'm with you all the way. I'm with you all the way. It's going to be like a 35, 38 to 3 type game or 10 type game. Like It's going to be just something silly. I just give, me the, give me the spread and the over-under on that game if you had a chance. So uh, the... Bills are at home. Bills are two touchdown favorites, and it's 45 for the over-under. Two touchdown favorites. Holy cow. <laughs> they probably cover. They probably cover. A lot of, dude, 14 points in a in an NFL game. Like, that's not that's not normal. That's no, not- it's not normal. That is definitely not normal. But the but I mean, who and Danny, they might be on their backup quarterback too. Like, you got to remember that. Um and and going back to to what you were saying, the the Giants, I don't want to say have prioritized their offensive line, but if you look at their past drafts and they're going back to Gettleman, going back to 2013, 2014, they have drafted offensive linemen, but have been unable, unable to develop these guys. I was I was putting the list together, I sent it to you. You have Eric Flowers, you have Justin Pugh, you have Weston Richburg, then you have Will Hernandez from Ole Miss. These guys are high asset draft picks that they just either swung and missed on off the team within two, three years, or just never developed. And then you have this other kid, Evan Neal, who's chirping the fans of the New York Giants. And meanwhile, he played like he played terrible at the end of the day. And you're you're not going to ingratiate yourself to New York if you're going to be doing that after a game you played terrible. You know, you have to own it. You have to say, I I sucked. I'm going to do better. I'm trying to do better. We're working on it. Instead of him saying, I'm getting, you know, the, the the lion doesn't care about the opinion of the sheep. What what are these guys doing flipping burgers? Like, what are you doing? I understand you suck. I understand that at the end of the day, you want you don't want to be evaluated by people who maybe have never played football in their life. But at the end of the day, they're the ones paying your salary. Yep. Um, and if he doesn't improve, he's another guy who's going to be out of here. 
And then even the free agents that they signed in, in Nate Solder. I remember when that happened, this was the highest paid left tackle in the game, blah, blah, blah. Sits out for COVID, whatever you want to say about that. But let's face it, he was okay. He wasn't the stud he was in New England. They just have been unable to evaluate, I want to say evaluate talent, but develop talent from their draft asset to put it together. When Dallas, and again, I don't want to compare them to Dallas, but Dallas has been formidable at this point now for the last, what would you say, seven years? Very good team. They haven't done it in the playoffs, but they drafted and they developed their offensive line and they have sustained them this entire time. They've been able to run the ball. They've been able to pass the ball. Obviously, they had Zeke. Dak Prescott, you put him on another team with a w- average offensive line. What do you think he is? I'm being serious. What do you think he is? I think he's an average quarterback. Average at best. Yeah. Um, But it is what it is. Uh, they play like, like, I don't know. I've seen those games, and this happens for every quarterback, but I've seen those games with Dak where he looks really good, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden he – he looks terrible. Right, right. He's, he's an average NFL quarterback. I'm with you. And, and the the Giants, for some reason, I understand they took Saquon with high, high, high draft pick. And people, you know, ridiculed that pick rightfully so. People praised it rightfully so. And we're going to get to this when we get to Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. But they don't have any skill at the wide opposition. And they haven't had skill at the wide opposition since your boy – OBJ when you gave me the jersey. The, the, <laughs> I'm being serious. I, I just don't they they don't have a guy who is going to beat you downfield. They don't have that solid route runner. They don't have that guy who's going to go up and get it. And they haven't had a guy to go up and get it since Plaxico Burst. And he wasn't even that guy. Yeah. But it's just crazy to me how these teams can draft talent, find talent, and the Giants have just swung and missed on their skill players, except for say Saquon. I actually do like Saquon a lot. I think he's talented. He's a running back, though. He's He has a shelf life, and he's injury-prone, sadly to say. It is what it is. Um, but they just have un, have been unable to develop draft assets on the offensive line and skilled players on the outside, and it's sad to say. And I'm with you on this one. I don't think the Giants win more than f- six games the rest uh, – well, I don't want to say the rest. Yeah, the rest of the way. Six games, buddy. <laughs> What do you say? Five games? I mean, we can go through the schedule right now if you want. Uh, do you have I, it up? I want to do it. I want to do it because I'm co- I'm confident in the Jets picks that we the Jets picks that we had last week. I want to see what we got for the uh, the Giants picks if you have it. I'll pull it up right now. Okay. Um, but going back to what you said at Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo coming off a bad loss in London to the Jaguars. They're going to be out for blood. I, I think, I think, I think Buffalo covers. Yeah. I think they they might get the over by themselves. Uh, it's going to be bad. No, I I'm with you on that. I'm I'm thinking really high thirties. You know, possibly forty points on the Giants, and mm-hmm. I'll see the Giants scoring more than ten. Right. They right. get the grass kicked by the Bills. They come home for a game against the Jets, which the, the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets all day. Like I'm again, I'm not trying to sing the praises of the Jets in any way, shape, or form here, but the Jets are a much better football team than the Giants. So with you wholeheartedly. And I want to full disclosure, just for anybody watching this, Giant fan over here, Jet fan across the way. Yes. But you can evaluate it. After that game, they then play the Cowboys at home. 
the, I'm Come sorry, on. the Cowboys in Dallas. They could play the Cowboys in Taiwan. They're losing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Here comes a winnable game now. They're playing the Patriots at home. <laughs> that is winnable, which is crazy. Winnable. And do you think, going back to what everybody's saying, do you think uh, the rumors saying about Belichick on the hot seat, any any truth to that at all? Um. So, I mean, is Kraft going to fire him? No. No, you can't fire him. He, on he's... The, so on the hot seat seems a little crazy. Now, this is something that, this is his team, man. Like, he right. does everything. He mm-hmm refs the guys right he puts them where he wants them like he does everything the only thing that he really didn't have a whole lot of say in is he wanted uh jimmy garoppolo as his quarterback of the yeah. field yeah and he does not have jimmy garoppolo he's got mac jones man okay so like i'm not a jimmy garoppolo guy i don't think jimmy garoppolo is the, the best quarterback in the league but he's a hell of a lot better than mac jones and yep don't know when they're gonna make the change from mac jones but he, the guy can't quarterback and you but can't go- there and throw three interceptions a game it just can't happen and going back to exactly what you're saying about um what was it a year and a half ago or so people were saying mac jones is the guy he's the game manager he's the next i don't want to say people weren't saying the next tom brady but he was looking okay and he has fallen off an absolute cliff i mean he's gone the complete opposite way and i agree you can't win with them you won't win with them all right keep going all right so we got uh sorry we got uh, – so what are we saying there? Are we saying they beat the Patriots? Let's say they beat the Patriots. Yeah. They, <laughs> that's one, that's, that, exactly. That's one more win the rest of the way. Okay, we're one. All right. Then they got the uh, the Saints, and they're playing yeah. in New Orleans. Nope, that's a loss. I agree. Then they got the, the Rams. They're playing home. I think it's a loss. I think it's a loss, too. Rams playing good football. They got Cooper Cup back. They're, they're they do have Cooper. Stuff. They do have Cooper Cup back. He's been playing well so far this year. I, I don't see the Giants being in that game personally, but um, after that we got. Oh my lord! I've been going. I've been going wrong. I've been going straight down, and I'm supposed to go left to right. So after they play the Bills, they actually play the Commanders. They lose. <laughs> they, they, they do. I mean, the Commanders. They're not as bad as probably their record is. They they they've been in every game as well. I, oh, solid team. Solid they're, team. They're very solid. And they're well coached. I love that coach. Good defense. Great pass rush. Solid team. I don't, great I don't, defense. Great defense. I do not see them beating the commanders. So nope. losing to the Bills, losing to the commanders, losing to the Jets. Play the Raiders after the Jets uh, in Las Vegas. No. In Las Vegas. I was going to say maybe I give them 50-50 at home. In Vegas, no chance. Honestly, I don't see them winning either of those games. Like, I really don't. So now you got, you're coming off the Bills lost. Commanders lost, Jets lost, Raiders lost. That's when they play the Cowboys. They're losing that one. Then they play the Commanders again in Washington. I still don't. It's listen. It's hard to to lose twice to your rival. To your I agree. Rival. They're gonna do it though. I can't. <laughs> I can't see them winning a game in their division. I'm, gi- I'm, 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 gi- I'm giving them. I'm giving the Patriots a win, and I'm giving them one game against the Commanders, and that's a big if. Okay, that's two. All right. that's two. All right. So that's when they play the Patriots after the Commanders. Then they play the Packers. Packers is a winnable game. That's um, it's a primetime game. Where is that game? It's in uh New, New York, New Jersey. All right, um, all right. I'm I'm giving them that game. I I think that offense is bad. That I'll, offense is I'll bad. Give them that game. I'm telling you right now, they're not winning. But I will give them that <laughs> game as well. No problem. So we're okay. gonna hypothetical here. I got them beating the Patriots, and we'll say the Packers, but. We're just hypothetically saying that right now. Patriots and Packers. 
play the same. Right, and and I'm saying command. I'm saying commanders. You're saying they're going to take one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saints lost. Play the Eagles in Philly. That's a loss. Play the Rams. That's a loss. Play the Eagles again. That's another loss. Where, where right. are the wins I, I got I got three. I got three wins. We're 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 at less than a minute, and then you're going to be able to send me another link. Or yeah, yeah. All right. I got I got them as you're right. No chance. I said six wins. I don't know where I came up with that. It's it's three. It's max three two. Yeah, I don't. They got what? They got one win right now. They have one win. They have one win. Yeah. Oh. See them winning it's... two games this year. <laughs> I see. I'm not joking. I see them winning <laughs> two games total this year. And oh man! Finishing up on the Giants. I got them with two wins this year. Two. I got them. They they beat the Cardinals. Congratulations. Which, by the way, they they shouldn't even have won that game. Oh, they okay, they won. Let's not call it. won like twenty four to three or something ridiculous. Like, come on. Neither here nor there. The game was won. We don't care how it it's, was done. It's it was fine. Done. It's fine. Uh-huh. I got them beating the Patriots. That is it. And and if in a by a by a by a miracle they beat the Packers, they'll have three wins this year. They will not have more than three wins. But I'm got- changing. I'm changing my tune. I'm going with. I'm going with. Uh, they'll beat the Patriots. I think they beat the Packers. I think they take one game against the Commanders. I'm going to give them our home game. And you know what? You know what? I'm feeling. I'm feeling okay. I'm saying they beat the Saints, but that game's in New Orleans, so it's it's good. So you got them at five total wins for the year. Then five wins. Five wins. All right. So I got you down off six. You did have me down on six. That's a win, I, mean, <laughs> I literally said six and you were going crazy, but here we go. <laughs> They're not winning six games. I mean I, I can't I can't wait till the end of the year when we go back to when we did the Jets predictions. I think it's gonna be spot on. Yeah. We, were right, we were right about Denver. We didn't and then we said a definite loss to Philly. If they beat Philly, we're done. We're not going back to it. I mean <laughs> that, that's a that's a tough that's a tough game. I don't expect them to beat Philly, but I, I would, I would take another good showing and it, it sucks to say that because like good showings don't lead to wins or playoff appearances or anything like that. And we have a really good team. We have had Super Bowl aspirations. So a good showing just doesn't do anything, but I don't know. I feel like it gives us a little bit of hope and I feel like it gives more confidence to Zach Wilson too. I'm with you. Okay. So the one thing you wanted to talk about, um, we got news what Friday or Thursday or something last week from mm-hmm. Shefty saying that Jonathan Taylor and the Colts had agreed to a three-year deal. Yeah. But obviously snap count this Sunday, but the guy who carried the load was your boy, Zach Moss. Yeah. Why do you think the Colts were so hard pressed to sign Jonathan Taylor when they have a serviceable running back right there in their back pocket? I truly don't know the answer to that. I, I really don't. Like in, in the NFL, in today's NFL, you don't really spend money at the running back position, right? Unless you have a, a Christian McCaffrey. And not everybody has a Christian McCaffrey. It's just it doesn't really exist. Even the teams that have, a, you know, i.e. The, uh, the 49ers, they were set everywhere else. Everywhere else. They have playmaker after playmaker after playmaker. And they have a quarterback that they're not paying, essentially. So they were like, yeah, we can bring in a Christian McCaffrey. If they had a Tom Brady on their team that they're paying $30 million a year, $40 million, $50 million, whatever the hell it is for a quarterback, they're not going to have Christian McCaffrey as a running back. That's just that's what's going to happen. So the only thing that the Colts have is what I pretty much what I just said. They're not paying anything for Anthony Richardson. They're not. They're, they're no. paying you know, very little money. So they can sign a running back. 
what I don't understand is Zach Moss is 25 years old and he's been a beast all year in uh, Jonathan Taylor's absence. So what are you doing with Zach Moss at this point? Like, I'm just confused about that because now you just spent a ton of money on Jonathan Taylor. I'm not trying to say, and I feel like people are going to jump down my throat. Oh my God, Jonathan Taylor is so much better than Zach Moss. Okay. Jonathan Taylor had one really amazing year. So, and then he got injured. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be healthy. And Zach Moss has had three really incredible games, three incredible games versus, you know, 16 incredible games. I get it. All right. Okay. I'm not saying that Jonathan Taylor is, is not a better player than Zach Moss. I'm just simply saying like football is all about riding with the hot hand. So now you got this guy that's carried the load for three, you know, almost three straight games. I think he had one bad game uh, mixed in there somewhere, but he's a, a good running back and serviceable running back. And now Jonathan Taylor comes in and you're splitting carries uh, or you like you have, I mean, you have to give him the rock now mm-hmm. because he's getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. But now you're just going to bench Zach Moss, or or is it really going to be a true split? And if it's a true split, how are you spending what you're spending on Jonathan Taylor? It just doesn't make sense. I just feel like the Colts' ownership has gone to shit ever since Peyton Manning left. That is like truly, I really feel like that. Right. Like, we got Andrew Luck, and then like two years later, Andrew Luck's like, "Fuck this, I'm out. Like I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, come on, man. Have you ever right. seen that before? He was no. just like, done. I'm done. No. I want to play for your organization. It's pretty much what he said. 28 years old, wasn't he? 29, maybe? No, I think he was younger. Younger? Yeah, I think he was younger. Wow. That is scary. That is scary. But the, it goes to me, it goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago asset management, right? You can't spend money on a position that is is very volatile. From year to year, you have no idea what you're getting, injury to injury. And at the running back position, you can find that skill you can find it late in the draft the guy in the guy for the dolphins when was uh i don't know, i can't pronounce his name i can he or something like that can't help you there okay I, I mean what was he drafted third fourth round and the guy is te- i know i understand he's on an um, unbelievable team but the guy is tearing it up okay top five running back in the league right now you can find those quick skilled guys the guys you can't find are the six seven 320 pound dudes who can bench press 450 pounds, who can squat 600 pounds and run a 4740. Those are the guys you can't find. The small guys who are fast, strong, I'm not saying they grow on trees, but you can find them. That's where the athletes are. You spend your money on assets, in my opinion, in the trenches. Those other guys, maybe now. If the Colts sign him and then, not this year because that'd be crazy, but next year or in the offseason trade him, and they get a first round pick back or something back, then I'll say, fine, I get it. I understand what you were doing here. But to me, I agree with you. You don't sign a running back three years when you have that uh, Zach Moss in your back pocket. So what you just said, though, doesn't make sense to me because now they're trying to find a trade partner that's going to take on his contract. Three years, three years, yeah. Not many people that want to take on his contract because that that doesn't fit what the NFL – teams do to get Super Bowl teams that just doesn't fit it like that's not the mold so I don't quite understand that my logic on this is very simply they're not paying Richardson and they pretty much have a three-year window where they're Mm -hmm. gonna have to pay him 
And they're saying, okay, no problem. We're going to sign this guy now because he's going to help Richardson out with the run game. And they're going to help him out in the passing game because he catches balls out of the backfield too. My, uh, where I would counter that argument is he's not needed. Okay. They could have got him a better offensive line. They could have went out and got him a, a weapon, you know, as a tight end, a weapon as a wide receiver, the running back position, much like you just said, there's guys out there that are, they might not be the easiest to find, but they're way easier to find those athletic guys that are, you know, five, nine, five, 10, five, 11, and they went 80 buck 90, you know, maybe 200 pounds. Those are the athletes. You're, 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 you can't really find, you know, the guys that look like, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall being a receiver or Terrell Owens being a receiver. Like those are the guys you go out there and you sign and you pay big money for so they can go up and make a play for your quarterback. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I, I just think it shows you that, uh, the Colts just don't run a good franchise. And the league rules to me have completely shifted in the last 15, 20 years in, in that it, it I, I get it. Running the ball is imperative. It, you, If you can't run the ball, your offense is going to be bad no matter what. I, I get it. But between the rules on PI, between the rules on roughing the passer, between holding, uh, not holding, I'm sorry, between all the offensive calls that go for the legal contacts. Yeah. Legal Everything. It's it's insane. It's a totally different game, and I I agree with you. But yes, you need to be able to run the football. But the guys that have the best offensive lines are generally the teams that run the rock the, the best. I mean, look at again, C Mac is insane, right? Like he's the best running back in the game. I can run the football and gain yards behind that offensive line. I'm not right. saying I'm going to look like Christian McCaffrey, but I can definitely grab the rock and get two yards behind that offensive line. I mean, yep. there's some time, it almost looks like college sometimes where he, the first oh, my scene God, is yeah. safety. And I'm like, oh, it's wow. Not, he's not, he's not getting contact till six yards down the line sometimes. Uh, six yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It is insane. You don't see that. You really don't. I mean, and that and that's a testament to 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 Lynch and and what he built and he knew he knows build from the inside out and that's what he's done. I mean, for crying out loud, their quarterback is Mister Irrelevant and and they're still doing what they're doing. I mean, good man. I don't. Oh my god, he is good. He is very good. He can throws. He looks like he's been in the league for five years. I mean, he's unflappable. Making- unflappable. He really is. It's incredible. I agree. I'm with you. Um, all right, so. I know you wanted to touch on the baseball. So I had a chance finally to sit down and actually watch this brave Philly series. I think it's, I, I I mean, we have, we have talked about at length. I think the fact that the baseball season is 162 freaking games long. And then all of a sudden you have your wild card series, three games, and then you have the division series, five games long. These, these guys have worked the entire year, the entire season to be a bounce away from being knocked out. Uh, I think all these series wild card, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wild card series. I kind of understand that they've expanded the playoffs. Give me the three games, but the division series championship series and world series unacceptable. They've been on all seven games. You can't do it. I, I think the, I think major league baseball is missing out on an opportunity for revenue. They're missing out on an opportunity for drama. They're missing out on an opportunity for ticket sales at the box office. It's just, it's just stupid. We're asking the season to be either shortened a game or two, or we're asking for, I don't know. They're already playing until November 4th. Now just give me two, three extra days. I think it's insane. Like I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. It's completely short-sighted. Nevertheless, that series uh, has been phenomenal to watch. And this ending 
tonight with Bryce Harper on first base. You had one out, ball rocketed to right center, an unbelievable play by the center fielder, bounces off the wall. Bryce Harper is, to me, a little bit far off second base than what he needed to be. Stumbles coming back, thrown out at first, doubled up, game over. What do you think? Can't be caught that far off second or uh, first base. I mean, I understand he's trying to score the tying run if that ball drops. Um, supposedly, and I didn't see this part yet, but supposedly he fell or he tripped running back to first. So uh, I, I finally did have a chance to look at it. I'm watching Sports Center right now. It wasn't a trip. It looks like when he went to literally change direction, you know how it is. You, you put your foot in the dirt, it's sliding. That's what happened. Because it was not a clean throw coming back to the infield by the Braves. Oh, they it was. It was an, two guy. I think he missed two cuts. Two, two cuts. Two cuts. Well, got picked up by the third baseman. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, in my opinion, I think he's either should have been standing on second base or a foot or two, a stride or two away from second base. He. The problem is he was far away from second base and he was in a he was in a run so he had to change direction on the fly while watching that ball i i think at the end of the day if that ball beats the center fielder it rockets off the fence shoots shoots toward now probably the right fielder oh he's got he scores right he scores that ball drops he scores he could be standing on second the way i teach it you're standing on second i like literally standing on second watching the ball you need to know for sure that that ball's dropping and you're going to score. It's Bryce Harper. It's it's not Gene Carlos Stanton. That's, you know, right. Exactly. Exactly. Running, running second to home in 12 seconds. Like it's, it's Bryce Harper. So I think he would admit that. I mean, probably not right after the game, but he, you know, he he's, he's a hustle guy and he's uh one of the best in the league. So, I mean, and you know, I love him. So it's hard for me to like say he was wrong here because I love the hustle and like, right. he's, he's thinking it's a tie game. And the, the passion is going, is uh, his blood's pumping. So it's it's fine, but you know, I, I'm not. What's going to happen? The next guy is going to hit a home run, or is going to hit a double in the gap? We don't we don't know, but now we're not going to know. You know, so it's yeah. uh, it's not the best baseball play. And Atlanta is one of those teams that you don't want to make mistakes against. They're right. really really good baseball. They're the best baseball team I've seen in a really long time. I would compare this Braves to like. I mean, the Yankees back in the heyday and like, like the real Yankees, like 96, 98. Like, I think a, this seems better offensively, way better. Oh man, we had some, come on. <laughs> I mean, fine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those 90, those, those late 90 Yankee teams were, would paper cut you to death where I think the, this uh, team has a lot more boom. Anybody could kill you on those teams. And it's, it's the same with the Braves here. Like they have so much, so much talent that, Anybody could kill you on on this team, but the cool thing about them too is like they just steal bases left and right. They play small ball and they have pitching and great defense. Like they're a really really good baseball team, really fun to watch. And like I don't think there's anybody even remotely close to them. And I, I've said this to you. I've said this to a lot of people. If they don't lose now, if they don't lose to the Phillies, and and I I like the Phillies. I think they're a good team. They're not better than the Braves, but that five game set is always wonky. Yeah. You're stupid. It's one game. It's one game. It really is. And when the when the Braves lost the first game, I was like, oh god, like, right, right. I was like, here we go, because now it's pretty much a must win. Tonight was a must win, and they were on the mat, Zen. I, I, they were on the mat. I, I, it was a four. I think it was a four nothing game, and Zach Wheeler was dealing 
was dealing. And then, I mean, this game had to be a nightmare for Met fans, a nightmare for Net fans. <laughs> you led Zach Wheeler, who was dealing, and then Travis Darno with a huge home run. Huge. I mean, it, it was actually kind of crazy to see that. But Zach Wheeler dealing, the offense for the Braves looked stagnant. It looked dead. And then, I mean, the place just came alive. And then next thing you know, they're ahead. 5-4, humongous home run in the in the bottom of the eighth. It was it was a sick game. It was one of the best postseason games in a long, long time. It was and now that series one one going back to Philadelphia. I think it's going five. Um, I think it has to. It's going five. I mean, I, I do think the Braves will win. I think they'll pull it off. I mean, they 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 only had four hits tonight. All right. They only had four hits tonight. Phillies had nine. Nine. That was the crazy part about it. Nine. I'm telling you, Zach Wheeler had I want to say he was no hit. Through four, something maybe five. It, it was he was he was on fire. He was on fire and just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah, he went six um, third. He had two earned, one walk, and ten strikeouts. Yep, yep. Outing. It wow. was very very good. So I, I I'm with you. I think that game go that series goes five. But the Braves are good. And like you said, if they don't, if the Braves don't get knocked out, then I think they're they're the seven game series always lean in every sport to the better team. Absolutely, and they they waltz to the world series after this they do and and i said that from before uh i said if they if they face the dodgers that's going to be a joke of a series because the dodgers <laughs> are just not good and well, caught up in the yeah. dodgers all year it's 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 laughable um they're going to wind up facing the diamondbacks because the diamondbacks will beat the dodgers and then um the al is just not what it's been for a long time i mean they have a lot of different teams in it this year but like are there any teams outside of houston that you're afraid of like you're afraid of the twins or you're afraid of the Orioles or you're afraid of Texas. And I actually love Texas. Texas, Texas is the only one. Yeah. But they're, but they're uh, injured. They got screwed with all their pitchers getting, excuse me, all the pitchers getting injured. Like they signed to Grom. Great signing. Gets gone. Scherzer. And it's not a great signing. Right. But yeah, then they, they trade for Scherzer gets hurt. Gone. It's just one gone. of those things. That I don't, I don't think you're fearing the Texas Rangers is the, the ball. You're not going to hit so many home runs in the playoffs. Right. 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 And, um, so that leaves the Astros and Astros uh, Braves will be a good series, but the Braves are just a better, they're a better team. They're a better team than everybody there right now, though. So they, they should win the world series. And the reason why the Astros scare you is because they've been there, done that. They, they know how to win in the postseason. They know what it takes. They know the, the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride and they, and they stay even keeled emotionless. And then, and they're a freaking good team. They really are. <laughs> They know how many times to listen for the gong on the dark <laughs> phone, you know? They exactly. know, know if a fastball or a changeup or a curve is coming. They, they get it, man. They get yeah, it. Yeah, but come on. You don't think they change their entire system now? It's not gongs anymore. You know, it's a, it's a light show on right field. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, that year was bullshit. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a damn good team. They've always been a damn good team. I'm not taking anything away from them. Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? But, uh, I mean, it was too obvious when Altuve hit that damn home run. I mean, it was just way too, it was, he jumped on that bitch. The bitch was, the bitch was like a foot over his head gone. I was like, what the heck yeah, is that? The Chapman on the mound, like. The Chapman was so confused. <laughs> oh, no, he's like laughing. I'm like, and that actually pissed me off. I remember him laughing. I'm like, he doesn't even care. I know. I know. Get rid of this guy. <laughs> All right. So you got the Braves. You got the Braves winning the whole thing. They're winning the whole thing. It's not, like I said. It's going to be a series, and, and this one is going to be a series. And um, it's because, again, the Phillies are good. 
Um, I think they're the toughest matchup for the Braves. And after this, it's it's smooth sailing. I don't see the others being a con- I really don't. Like I don't see it being a contest. Um, okay. They're gonna mow down the the Diamondbacks. When I say mow down, I'm, I don't want to say five games because I feel like five games is almost not even a series. Nobody really sweeps. Five games is not not a series. I'll always go with the six games. They're gonna win four to two. Um, and then I, I don't even know who I got coming out of uh, the AL. I mean, it's gonna be. T- I mean, Texas healthy texas comes out they're not healthy that's the thing right. i mean i i hate i i hate the astros i don't want to see them in the world series i mean but it looks like it's going to be the astros against the braves i don't know i mean minnesota went in there they got what they got had to do they got the split they're going back home now right yeah yeah i mean i don't know listen if they lose game three i think it's over they <laughs> I mean, we know what game three is in, in these five game series. It's it, I, I mean, the percentages are crazy, which kind of sucks. But um, again, why it shouldn't be five game series. But listen, I think if the I think if the twins win game three, I put them at 80 percent to win the series. I hope you're right. <laughs> I do. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the twins. Um, you're going to have the tech, you know, Texas coming out because they're going to be the Orioles. So. It's looking like Texas against the Twins or Texas against Houston. I'm rooting for Texas. I'm definitely rooting for Texas. But yeah. I just don't see how they would have the pitching to hold up in a seven-game series against the Braves. I don't I don't see that. Okay. I don't see any of them having the pitching to hold up, but that's why I was saying like the AL is just different this year. All right. You know? And and the the Dodgers don't have any pitching. All so right. I just don't, you know, you're looking at the Phillies and, and that's it. And I think the Braves just, just walk their way to a championship after this. Mm -hmm. They get past the Phillies. Yep. All right. So this week I wanted to preview a little bit about the Islanders Islanders series, uh, home opener Saturday. The NHL season opens tomorrow with the first game beginning at five 30. I have no idea why they're doing that. Um, and then next week, we'll talk about the Rangers a little bit. So you're going to have to read up on the Rangers, okay? <laughs> I know a lot about the Rangers, believe it or not. I've so more Ranger games than Islander games, and I have Islander season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the NHL had to get their rosters in today by 5 o'clock, cut it down to the 23-man roster. Uh-huh. Uh, a little surprising move by the Islanders. They cut Ross the boss. Um, I didn't think it was surprising. I, listen, I think he should have been cut. Years ago, I actually no, do. Three years ago, he should have been cut. I'm with you wholeheartedly. But the guy must be an unbelievable locker room present, presence because – Him and he, Josh Bailey, yes. He played, he played, wait, I meant to tell you. Did you see Josh <laughs> Bailey on his PTO in Ottawa? Yes, the guy had six points in six games. No, I know. They cut him. I'm, I'm like, all right. Like, what else did you want him to do? Like, why sign him? Why, why sign the guy if you're not going to give him a chance? He was such a, he is such a nice guy too. Like he was always so nice to me. He was always so nice to my son. I love him for that. I could not watch that guy play hockey. I just couldn't do it. Like I just didn't want to, like I wanted to root for him so badly. And then every time I'd like want to chant his name, he would do something so stupid. And I was like, just get off the ice. Like, oh my God. He's just, he was an uberly talented guy, a very nice guy. And I just don't feel like it translated for the Islanders. But at the end of the day, the guy scored some huge playoff goals in the last three, four, five years. He really has. You you can't he, deny that. He did he has? He he's 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 um 
he's been good for the Islanders. He, he, yes. he has been. He's been solid for the Islanders. He's just made. We just. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I just wanted him to be better. Just be better because he had all the talent in the world, and he just never like lived up to what I thought he was going to be. And maybe because I can the- get that in my own head, but. I think I think you did, and I think a lot of Islander fans did. If he's drafted, let's just say in the second round instead of the first round where he was, mm-hmm. and if he wasn't brought into the NHL in his first year, your entire and everybody's entire opinion of Josh Bailey is differently different. But because think- he was because he was such a high pick, because they he he made the roster when the roster was god awful back in the day, oh, and he's on the NHL team, you expected this guy to be the next coming of, of Wayne Gretzky. Like, it's just not going to happen that way. And he was never that player. He was never a scorer. He was a center when he was drafted, and he was a playmaker. Um, but if he's drafted in the second round or if he's dra- if he's not brought up to the NHL for two, three years, everybody's opinions is, is completely different. Well, I, I agree with you completely. I really do. And um, it's not like we helped him. It's not like we ever had, like, no. We're gonna yeah. pair you with this, you know, incredible right. winger. Like I, I just don't think he ever really had a goal scorer to go along with, but or for the most part he didn't. Um, but I don't know. I was always again, I always wanted to root for him. I always tried to root for him, but there were just so many times I wanted to kill that guy. But he did score some really big goals for big us. goals, big goals. And when he he is he is going to be in the Islanders Hall of Fame. I hope you are mentally prepared for that. And when he does, he's not gonna get his number retired or anything like that, but he's gonna be the Islander Hall of Fame. You better cheer for him, I swear. I I always cheer for him. Like I said, he's a super nice guy. I've seen him a zillion times. He's always gone out of his way for me, for my son. He's he's a great guy, and I I, I don't want to take anything away from him. I just felt like he could have had a better career as a New York Islander, but he's getting done dirty right now with with them cutting him on Ottawa. I, I mean, why 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 bring him in? Do you think do you think the executives bring him in as like all right? League minimum veteran, see what he can do. Like, there's no chance he's making the team. Then he all of a sudden he lights it up in the preseason, and you're like, oh my god! <laughs> like, oh, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I have my feelings about him, so it's like obviously I'm a little tainted from it. But I just, he obviously went out and performed, so I don't know why you wouldn't just put him on the line at that point and see what yep. he can. Yeah. Yep. If he sucks at that point, then you can cut him and do it. Exactly. Give give him a few games in the NHL. If the team's doing terrible, then like you said, cut him after that. All right. So preview in the Islanders season. I think so. Ross Johnson gets waived. Uh, I would be surprised if he p- he's picked up. I think a lot of teams are up against the cap because of COVID. Uh, escrow, the cap hasn't gone up. It's been frozen. I don't, and he makes a million, million one, I think it is. I don't think a lot of teams have room for him. And he's a fourth liner. And for the Islanders, who are not exactly world beaters out there scoring goals left and right, he couldn't even crack the starting lineup. So what are you bringing him in for? Um, So I don't see him getting picked up. I think he'll be a good presence up in Bridgeport or down in Bridgeport, however however you want to say it. But the reason why I thought possibly he's going to be this Matrix-type player that he cannot be waived is because the other guy, the other option is Holmstrom. Mm-hmm. And he's waiver exempt and he could have been sent to Bridgeport, not sent through waivers and they could have kept their roster intact. But I did forget about the fact that the Islanders are, uh, were above the cap. So they need to disperse of that million dollars. So it did kind of make sense. So at the end of the day, they wave Johnson, they keep homes from, they send him down to Bridgeport. They're going to bring him back uh, at prob- probably tomorrow and their home openers on Saturday uh, against Buffalo. 
Now, the season starts for the Islanders. Their first nine of 11 games are at UBS. Mm. And that is very different from what it's been for the past two seasons there. They've started on the road, heavy, heavy road schedule. I got news for you. If they come out terribly, and when I say terribly, I'm saying the first 11 games, they have three, four wins, pack it in, the season's over. Okay? I, I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. They are a bad road team, and everybody knows the NHL, if you're not in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving, then the road moving forward is uphill the entire time. And when you have a schedule that favors you finally, where you have nine of 11 games at home and you squander that opportunity. Now I'm and looking at the schedule, they're not easy opponents. They play Buffalo twice, which I think is a playoff team. You play New Jersey, who's possibly the best team in the East. Um, and I think you play Colorado in there. They're not easy games by any stretch of the imagination, but everybody plays everybody. And everybody has an equal amount of games home and away. You have to win your home games and you got to be serviceable on the road. If they don't come out get gangbusters, like I said, three, four wins in their first 11, pack the season in, it's over. And I feel bad for you as a season ticket holder. Yeah, well, I won't be next year, thankfully. <laughs> they have, in my opinion, the best goalie in hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. The guy is amazing. And the Islanders are doing a complete injustice for him like they've done for God knows how long, like, and not just with him, like with everyone, we just never have a team that's fun and can score and, you know, do anything worth watching. And um, I see this year going no different. I mean, they're going to be a team that nobody wants to like, I want to, I want to say this. Nobody wants to play the Islanders, right? Like even last year when the Islanders were like, they could sneak into the playoffs here. You didn't, you didn't want to be like, Oh, I want to play the Islanders. Right. Because they're not a fun team to play. They're not going to go out there and make a ton of mistakes and, and give pucks away. They're going to make you grind and win a hockey game. And you're going to mm-hmm. win that hockey game two to one, right? One nothing, two to one, maybe three to two. That's like a pretty high scoring game for the Islanders. Um, and like I said, Sorokin is the best goalie in hockey. And that's how they play. That's It's a very boring style of play. Not a lot of teams want to play it. That doesn't really, it doesn't translate. It's not a sexy way to play hockey during the regular season. So like, it doesn't really translate all that well, you know, like almost like uh, comparing it to like the NBA, like you can go out there and you can put up, you know, Sacramento Kings, you can score 130 points a game. And you're like, this is amazing. Then you get to the playoffs and it's like, okay, see see you later, you know, see you next year. Cause you got to play defense. The Islanders play defense. They just don't have the scoring to go with it. So like, they're not super sexy to get through the season, but if they can sneak into the playoffs, they can actually do damage there because it's a different game. You know, the, the the whistles aren't blowing all that much. It's more of the the bounce of a puck here and there. Uh, it's more like getting a little lucky. So I just don't see them getting to the playoffs, though. That's the problem. That's the problem. If they got to the playoffs, they can surprise somebody. I just don't yeah. see them getting there. Where are they getting the goal scoring to get there? Like, I just don't – I don't see it. Barzell, I love Barzell, but who else do we got? You know, I don't know, man. I, I just – not trying to be a pessimist. I just uh, I've seen enough Islander games every single year. To it's the same thing every year. We have no power play whatsoever, whatsoever. You know, Horvath. the issue. Yeah, the the issue is is the fact that they're they're playing in the East. Not only that they're playing in the East, but they're playing in the in the, in the Metropolitan Division. If they were playing in the Atlantic, I think a lot of those Atlantic teams. I think Boston's going to be. Listen, it's the Boston Bruins. I get it. And they they set records last year. But I think people are underestimating the talent that walked out their door. 
They lost Taylor Hall. They lost their top two centers. Could you imagine if the Islanders lost their top two centers? And I'm trying to think. Uh, like um, I don't even. I, I don't even know. Let's just say Horvat, Nelson. They lose and they lost Barzal. Okay, that's pretty much what is saying the Bruins lost. If if the Islanders lost that, they people would be thinking worst team in the league by a mile. We win twelve games, right? Right. But people are that happened to the Bruins. They're like, oh, you know, they'll they'll adjust. And listen, they still have a crazy talent, good goalies, Marshawn, Pasternak. But at the end of the day, you need centers to win. They just don't have it, in my opinion. The Islanders, like you just said, you hit it on the head. Their power play was one of the worst in the leagues in the league last year but to me it wasn't that they were bad they were momentum killers yeah. oh yeah they were yeah. momentum killers powerful. we would we would literally boo the ref when he would raise his hand to give right. us no like, yeah. please, no we're it's playing, it, we're playing good five on five like it is crazy playing. where exactly like you just said the, the the islanders were tilting the ice in their in their favor five on five people going crazy getting shots Bodies falling, and then all of a sudden, boom, whistle. And the announcers would be like, and the Islanders are going to the power play. Be like, oh, my God, like not good. Oh, and yeah. next thing you know, you, the other team would have three shorthanded chances, and we would have barely one shot on goal. And that's it. The momentum's done. Air out of the building. Forget it. And now you're on your heels for the rest of the game. Agreed. Uh, that, that can't happen. So if the power play, I don't even want to say is how's average. How is it going to change? Like, I just don't see how is it changing? So the only thing that gives me Coaching that hasn't changed, the GM hasn't changed, the owner hasn't changed, the players haven't changed. How's that going to change? Like, I just don't get it. So two reasons. The only thing that gives me hope is when Horvat came to the team and Horvat and Barzal had those, whatever it was, seven, eight, I forget how many games before Barzal went down for a significant period of time. Their power play for that stretch of games was clicking at above 20%. Okay, I know it's a short sample size and I know... If you extrapolate that over the course of the season, it's just not realistic. I get that, but that gives me hope. And number two is Noah Dobson. That kid, he's still a kid, is a phenomenal talent. But he completely lost his confidence last year. You saw it in the regular season. That's what killed the power play. And then in the postseason, I mean, he barely could field passes. He was scared. He was indecisive. He was slow, and that's just not him. And like we talked about Zach Wilson with regards to confidence, if that team can pot a few power play goals in the first two, three, four games, it will do a world for their confidence, clicking some luck, and I think that could change the entire season. And I'm not asking them to be average. I'm just asking them to be not be terrible. That's really what it is because they were terrible last year. They were momentum suckers, and they were literally cause – opportunities for the other team to score against when you're on the power play. And that, that just can't happen. So while I agree, they did not have any additions to their team. Their fourth line is definitely old in Sezikis and Clutterbuck and Martin, but they know each other. They know how to, they know how to win. But the problem is when you grind that out for 82 games, it's freaking hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I still love their fourth line. I, I think everybody does. I mean, it's uh it's a good fourth line. It really right. is. But yes, they're just not the team that's going to go out there and generally score, you know, five goals in a game. And they're not really going to ever make it easy on Sorokin. Like the guy stands on his head day in and day out. 
And then when the Islanders win, you look at it and it's like, oh, Sorokin faced 42 shots. It's a right. lot of shots, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, okay. He saved 41 of them, you know, and the Islanders yeah. win. It's just they, they play a different style of hockey. Um, and it really is geared more towards the playoffs, but you got to actually get to the playoffs. 100%. It's a problem. Um, I hope that we can go out and grab a player at the trade deadline. I hope that we can sign a player in the offseason. We just never seem to do anything like that. And it's um, it's concerning, whereas the Rangers have no problems doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to compare that. But the so go so also the wild card for me is Alva Wallstrom for two reasons. One, if you can play top six, that's huge. And number two, the one thing that he excels at is shooting. Perfect. And if you can get that slap shot, that wrist shot from the half wall on the power play, it's a complete game changer on uh, at that point in time. But the problem is he's coming off a major, major knee injury that you know well. He hasn't he didn't skate from January till July, and he looked slow. He looked hesitant. He looked off in the pre in the preseason. And I know it's the preseason, but you can't have 10, 15 games to get this kid up to speed. You just really can't do that. I think he um, was going like 70% in the preseason. Like, I don't think, I think the goal was to just try to get your stamina and your legs, you know, your legs under you while not going at game speed, really. Um, so I'm not super worried about that. That's just part of the rehabilitation process. Um, I'm a huge fan of Walshrams and I think he'll be fine. I, I think he actually just needs an opportunity. And I think it was what, two years ago, I think it was that they just, kept doing stupid things with him, benching him, um, healthy scratch. Like, and last year, I, I think he got a, a fair shake a little bit, but he's young, man. He's really, really young. And not everybody's going to be Sidney Crosby when they first come into the NHL. No, no, no. I, I agree with you. But the problem is, is the, is that division. Okay. They, they made it in as a wild card on the last, one of the last days of the season, but devils are making it. Devils, I think are the best team in the East. The best team in the NHL. In the NHL, I'm with you. I'm with you. I have them winning the cup. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? How can you not? They're they they again preseason, but the Islanders rostered their almost their entire starting squad, and the Devils had a JV squad out there, and they were running circles around them. And if they can get goaltending like they had in, in the postseason, forget it. They're not going to be beat. They'll have it. They'll have it. And and they, you know, they have just so many young, fast players. It's crazy. Hungry and constantly forechecking and just never letting up. And what they got last year was experience. So now yeah. they're coming into it this year, and they're just they're. I think they're just going to be a very, very good, good, good team that's going to be extremely hard to beat in a seven game series. I just I'm with you. I'm with you. So you got the you got the Devils in that division, probably the best team in the East. You're saying the best in the NHL. I'm with you. You have Carolina, who's gonna be there. So they're one, two, two, one, however you want to put them. And then in that third squad, in that third spot, you you, you can't ignore the Rangers. Rangers. They put up uh, hundred plus points in the last two seasons. New coach Lavillette comes in there. Everybody knows what he does in yeah. in, the, in his first one season. He wins. Um, so you got to put them at least in the in the three spot. So at best. The Islanders are a wild card team. They're going to be fighting with Buffalo. They're going to be fighting with Ottawa. They're going to be fighting probably with the Bruins. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just don't. It's either it's either they're going to be terrible and they're going to be a lottery team, or they're going to freaking gel right away. And and we're underestimating them. I hope it's the latter, but I, I don't have my hopes up. That's for sure. 
Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting time, and I'm excited to get to the game and, and start rooting for the Islanders again. I um, just hope you going you going Saturday. Haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> try. I'm going to try to go Saturday, or you'll or you'll be going Saturday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Somebody will be going. Uh, no, yeah. you you got to sell you got to sell those immediately. <laughs> I uh, no, I'm excited. It's uh, it's always fun. I, I love UBS being relatively close by. Yes. I just wish we had a more fun team. That's all. <laughs> really, it's it's night and day, man. Watching the Devils play or watching. Oh my god! Play. Oh my god! Watching play, it's just night and day, and it's just again when you have season ticket. Like if you went to like one game a month or something like that, like a normal fan, I don't think you would even notice. You'd be like, "Oh, we won one nothing today," you know, like or we lost two to one, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going day in and day out, you're like, wow, this team just doesn't score, you know? No, no. <laughs> and it's it's everything they do takes max effort. When yes. they score, it's like, holy cow! Yeah. They Ow. worked so hard for that. They really earned that one. They exactly. It's never the shot from the point, tip in up high. They got to pass. Never. It's bodies are banging them, shoving it in like, every time. Like, unless, unless it's occasional Brock Nelson with a wrister from the slot. Yeah. Everything else is just like, boom, boom. Just like it's, it, it's max effort. It's max effort on defense and it's max effort on offense. And you, it's hard to win day in and day out. Like you just need skill. You need skill. Yeah. Hockey is a, a different sport though. It's one of those sports that like, like you're naming all these teams and you're talking about like the worst team in the league being pretty damn good like very good very good different it's one of those sports that like anybody can could win you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's just the bounce of a puck like i said it's just not really like that i don't feel like it's like that in football right like we're not necessarily going to see the uh kansas kansas city chiefs lose to the arizona cardinals like it, it's mm-hmm. just the giants aren't going to beat the chiefs right like it's just not one of those things um baseball i guess you can see that happening but like you said in a seven game series just the 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 best team always wins the best team always wins i mean and no sport in my opinion epitomizes that more than the nba let's just face it like right i mean seven eight seeds just do not beat one seeds in the nba it just doesn't happen i mean what has happened once ever in the entire history of the nba um but the better team usually wins wasn't it last year that wasn't Miami like a a really uh I can't oh, you might, it might have been it might they might have been a seven seed, seven two. They were a seven, right? Yeah, they might have been a seven. I think the I think the eight seed that ever won was Denver, the Nuggets, if I remember correctly. But I don't know. I don't know. But it's a pleasure. Always good. Talking. See you next Monday. All right. Later, buddy.